Come on. Chad. I had something prepared and then I forgot it. Did you forget it or did you like wuss out and decide not to sing again? No, well, technically yes, but also no. Um, there was a different thing I was preparing that involved singing, but I decided I didn't want to do that because uh, it was really stupid. And then uh, I was like, oh, I got another thing. This will be great. And, I, and I, I, did, I thought about it when I was pooping and now it's gone. Well, it's a pretty good story, too. No, it's not. It's horrible. This is the worst way to start this show. It's Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Do you like those little ads where, like, there's a little man and then there's, like, a number above his head and, like, he needs the armor and there's a princess, but then he, he grabs the pig and that doesn't give him enough armor points? Then it doesn't make sense? I have no idea what you're talking about. And there's the one where I just saw it today where he's on the toilet, like, in an outhouse. And he's just sitting there, like, reading the paper. And then, like, it, the outhouse explodes. But it's not... It, there's, like, an explosion that throws him out of the outhouse. But it's not like a bomb went off. It's like the walls of the outhouse get covered in shit. It's what like he farted himself about? out of the outhouse. And he and I'm trying to figure out, like, why is this in the ad? And he falls down a cliff and fights a skeleton. What is this an ad for? I don't know. Um... It's the same thing as, like, you've seen those ads where there's, like, a puzzle where you have to pull the pin out, and that makes the water land on the lava, but then you pull the other pin, and that makes the minotaur kill the guy. I, what well, I know, Cameron, is this a bit, is this How the bit not, I should have no, done? these have been going on for years. How do you not know these, um, <coughs> I'm not sure how to describe them. I'm gonna say crazy phone ads, um... Are you talking for like these weird um like mobile phone games that they don't show what the game is at all, but they're like really high budget strange things, and it's like play our game, and you're like I don't yeah. I don't know what the game. Okay, yeah, I, okay, I know what those are. I, I don't know what the specific ones you're talking about, but I, I definitely have seen ads for phone games that are very strange. Yeah, it's it's along that line. Okay, I yeah I thought you were fucking with me. You still no. could be. No, these are no, these are real ones I was describing. I can't find them because I don't know how to. If I look on YouTube, there's like thirty minute compilations of them. Like, it's just so strange. Anyways, um, the the toilet one was weird because it just seemed like there was a lot of like shit being visualized on this ad, which I don't normally see on ads. But oh, what was that one? Lily's Garden. Do you remember Lily's Garden? I do not. That that was a famous one. That was an American one that pushed the envelope for the Chinese ones to catch up on. Design um, and match apps on Google Play. There's a there's a Lily's Garden timeline video where it's all the ads in sequence and it's thirty minutes long. Fuck that! What the hell? Let me just. I want to see this first one. Now this is like. I'm not even sure these are out of. These look out of order. I just want to find... <coughs> this one's 40 minutes long. Why are there so many Lily's Garden ads? Uh, well, what? Yeah, I'm... You know what? Some some rocks don't need to be overturned. We don't need to find the spiders underneath. You're already doing it, aren't you? I Okay, I found the first one. Okay. And it's funny because this one is the tamest because they just had to keep raising the bar. So she's there with a pregnancy test. 
and she's all excited. And so she goes over to her, to her boyfriend or whatever, and then he gets on a scooter and leaves. So then she's just okay, crying is, on her doorstep. This is and 15 this is seconds Garden, long play now. and 114,000 views. Yeah, this is everything you just described it as. What the fuck? I like how and the so, second comment is just my dad be like. <laughs> um. So there's a 40 minute video of the Lily's Garden timeline because every time there's like an update to the game, they'd put out a new ad about what terrible thing is going on in her life. The gameplay, and I can tell you this because both of my parents play Lily's Garden is just like, it's like a puzzle match game, and when you do stuff, you unlock stuff to put in a garden. Okay. That's it. You just, like, match colors, and then you got the topiary. Can you find, like, a pregnancy test in the dirt? Um, no. It'll be, like, you you, you get, you clear enough puzzles, and then there'll be, like, a, a weird, like, uh, cutscene where the that's, like, RPG characters talking with little word bubbles. And it's like, it's like a soap opera where just something bad will happen for no reason. And then drama will ensue for no reason. And then it will conveniently not be that bad by the end of it. And then like the next chapter will start and it's bad again. And it's just, I don't know. These, these ads are intentionally designed to pique your curiosity. And because people became more discerning, that bar just had to keep pushing until it's pure nonsense. Oh, like that high school one. Where it's like Japanese high school or something. And the, the boy asks the girl out and she rejects him. So then the teacher walks him back to her classroom. Um, and then like they get married and he's now the principal. And then he like murders the teenage girl. And then it says, play now. And you're like, what's going on? It, it leaves you curious enough to see if that's what the game's actually about or not. I kind of want one of these ads to be like. It's it's a it's a, the beginning of a school shooting, and then it's just like a minesweeper clone. No, that would actually be too thematic. It's it's a, it is another puzzle matching game. If I had a lot of money, like stupid amounts of money, I would make a shitty puzzle match game. I would make an advertisement that was offensive, um, and not indicative of the game at all. And then I would play it during the Super Bowl, and that would amuse me. Well, these do play during the Super Bowl. Oh, they already beat me to it, Cameron. Yeah, okay. I want you to watch this one, and then we'll move on to the next subject. Okay, I'm excited now. <coughs> this one's 30 seconds long, called Mobile Game Ad State of Survival. It has 12,000 views. The lady secretary walking around, and she turns into a zombie. And now you're someone else, and you're killing zombies. I'll be honest, at least this is, like, showing gameplay. Kind of, yeah. What the fuck? Now she's on an (laughs) island. And they're, like, building a wind farm and killing zombies. Yeah, is that what you thought you'd see when you saw that thumbnail? No! They look fun, though. (laughs) Well, you can check out State of Survival for free on mobile today. I mean, I just, I love the, I love the, 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 the escalation. Yeah, and that's the thing, it's like, um, the <laughs> there was one. Uh, it, this is going back to that one I was talking about with the the outhouse. There was another one where it's like it's the knight and the princess, 
and then a dragon shows up and eats both of them. And then there's like inside the dragon, um, he landed on a raft, but there's like an ocean of acid. And then the princess fell to the bottom. And then also Boulder landed on her. So she's pinned down there. And also there's like a killer shark. And so you have to level up to kill the shark and eventually reach the boulder to save the princess. And all the comments were like, um, like, I don't know what this is supposed to be about. And, and I don't, I don't know if I care anymore. It's like, there's too many things going on at once where I'm waiting for whatever the next curveball is going to be. Like, are they going to actually start like meeting expectations instead of subverting them? Cause that would surprise me. I don't know where you go from here. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Like I like the idea is like, it, it feels like a skid in family guy. Like that, all that happens in a, in a 10 second gag. And then it yes. cuts back to Brian, <laughs> right? Like, like, you don't, I don't know how you make a whole thing around that as a, as a hook, because it doesn't really make any sense. But it is amusing for four seconds, and then once I forget about it, I will be fine. <coughs> well, I could, I don't know, I could talk an hour about how weird and depraved some of these get, but uh, let's move on. Moving on. What were we going to talk? We, we, we said we were going to talk, oh, a blizzard did a thing in China. What what, what What's that oh. all about? So, um, how much do you know about business in China? Um, not a lot. So, I know that my company has a Chinese facility, and COVID restrictions have made that a little more interesting. But other than that, like, I don't know the socioeconomic position of China very well. Well, specifically, if you want to do international business... Um, China kind of doesn't let you like China doesn't just let anybody open a business. You have to actually, uh, be a Chinese citizen and Chinese companies are the only ones allowed to distribute uh, goods and services. Okay. So the way that international stuff works and this might be how your company does, I don't know exactly like specifics, but your company probably partners with a Chinese company. And that Chinese company acts as like the host for your business. Yeah, I believe that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. So forever, Blizzard has worked with NetEase. NetEase is the Chinese uh, publisher of Warcraft. Okay. Uh, they they host all the server services, all the uh, game sales, all the data, everything. Um, contract is coming up last year. And they're having trouble renegotiating it. And the news came out that uh, they might not renew the, the contract. <coughs> People were kind of joking, like, oh, oh, Blizzard's getting kicked out of China. Like, all the Chinese players are going to lose their accounts and it's all over. And it's like, you know, they'll, they'll work something out. It's just like, it's there's a little bit of a shakeup here. Mm -hmm. uh, Blizzard said they're going to have like a six-month like, extension on the contract and they're going to work it out in this time. Uh, today was the last day of negotiations, and it did not go well. Uh-oh. Um, now, it's a lot worse than anyone thought it was going to be, because NetEase made a huge spectacle of it. Well, now this is exciting. What could have possibly happened? Yeah, we don't know what the negotiations were, but they, um, in their office, they they fired all of their Blizzard staff. Wow. They live streamed tearing down the orc statue and the big uh 
axe monument outside and like all the blizzard signs. Where's that? Um, the stream had a lot of views too. People were very fascinated by this. <coughs> um, also, Those all the people. Participated. Thirty thousand people were watching. Um, all of the. They, they also handed out, um, uh, like the NetEase has a coffee shop in their office building. So for everybody yeah. that that helped tear it down, they handed out uh, Blizzard green tea. Um, green tea being a, a modern Chinese slur referring to a manipula- manipulative person who tries to appear wholesome, but is decidedly not so. That's an interesting factoid to know because I feel like I could like put that in a book where like, oh the 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 secretly evil character loves to drink green tea and like that would be a tip off if you have if you have this cultural background you would you would see that coming and that would be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that might be a cute detail to to log away there. Yeah, there's this article in Wowhead with pictures and video, but I <laughs> I imagined that negotiations may or may not turn around, but I didn't think it would blow up like this. <coughs> this is terrible. So anyways, all people in China, I think uh, next week, they just can't log into Warcraft or Overwatch or anything. Wow. Part of me wants to make, say something snarky because I don't play either of those games and only vaguely... Re- and I don't really respect Blizzard as a company. But also, you know, if you pay for stuff, it's shitty to not be able to access it. That is a huge issue with, like, modern video games and how servers can get shut down and live services can stop. And you can't play Lawbreakers anymore even though you spent $40 on it. Oh, speaking of shutting down, did you see Stadia? Exactly. Stadia getting shut down. Well, no, but did you see what they did with it? I did not. Um, If you spent any money on it, you got a 100% refund just automatically. Okay, that's kind of cool. Also, they issued a firmware update, so if you want to, you can modify your controller to run on Bluetooth so you can use it on your computer. Okay, I I I like what Stadia is doing here. I think I have uh, never I seen anyone a- handle like sunsetting a product this gracefully. It, it's like the yeah. best example possible. It's basically like, hey, guess what? We lost. We fucked up. We're sorry. Here's a refund kind of thing. Like, that's great. Do it that way. It fuck's sake. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> granted, Google does have the purse to actually do that. Right. Uh, but I've, I've also seen some pretty shitty actions from people that could do better. So, yeah, I just thought this uh, this NetEase thing was very surprising. It, it's going to be weird to think that NetEase isn't part of the equation anymore moving forward. Not that I personally use NetEase, but it was always like part of the business dealings. It's kind of curious. I remember when I played, they, there was this whole... I don't know if it was ever true, but the idea of like Chinese people like farming wow gold to sell. And I, if that was true, then this will affect like the global World of Warcraft economy. But I don't I, I don't think that was ever true. If that was just something people said. No, that back that in was true. Um, you're, you're thinking of Korea. Oh, OK. There are other countries, too, but that happened more so Korea. Um, also, Venezuela. There it is. So. <laughs> The, so Warcraft Gold is worth 28 times more than a Venezuelan dollar as of 2019. I'm not sure where it's at right now. Um, huh. <clears throat> yeah, there there were literally people in Venezuela 
playing Warcraft and selling their gold online, and that was a better use of their time than like going out and getting like a business job at an office. In fact, the <laughs> the, the the value of the currency was dropping so fast they stopped counting it, and what they would do is they would weigh it. You walk in with like bricks of dollars. And they would measure the scale, like the weight of how many paper dollars you're putting on the thing and say, yep, that's that's five million uh, Venezuelan bolivars. Here's your banana. We live in a strange world, Cameron. I feel like that ends up being a thing we talk about fairly often. But like, I, I don't understand how you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to think about. When I hear that. Like, the, like, inflation got so bad, they had to use scales to weigh the money. It's like, ah, I, what, do you, what do you do? That sucks. I'm, I'm sorry, Venezuela. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the thing is, if we had answers to these questions, we probably would have fixed them by now. I always think, too, like, if I knew how to do something important or had answers or something important, I wouldn't be working a 9-to-5 job I tolerate. You know, I, I would... I'd I'd have moved up on the uh, the the financial and social ladder a bit if I was like smart enough to solve the problems, which is why our podcast is about World of Warcraft and video games and um, music and other stupid shit. That's what I am capable of talking about. Yeah, that's my wheelhouse. Now we kind of had a topic. Do we want to? Do we want to try our topic? I think so. So this is funny. Um. I got drunk and I texted you something and I don't remember doing that. And then I asked you today, did we have a topic today? And you said, yeah. And I realized, oh, I don't remember what I wrote you. So let's find out. (laughs) Are you going to look it up or do you want me to say it? I don't remember. Did I discord it to you or was it a text? I don't. I think you discorded it to me. That's a wonder. (coughs) <laughs> yeah, here it is. It, it was on one fourteen. You said, "Okay, weird idea, but what if we design our own convention?" And I said, "Oh, that's a neat idea." I watched The Little Mermaid on my Disney rewatch, and I had a blast. And then I talked about The good, Little Mermaid. That was a good conversation. Do you want to talk about Little Mermaid or a convention? Honestly, I could go either way. Little Mermaid's a great <laughs> movie. I I think it's okay. That's where Joe was, too. He's like, that one is okay. And I was like, no, this is like one of my favorite ones we've watched on this rewatch. This movie was fantastic. I don't know what it was about it, but I like, I really liked that movie. I had so much fun. It was very whimsical. It was very well animated. I I think some of the songs are kind of overrated. And I I really, I love mermaids. I love aquatic stuff. I think I would like it more if they spent more time underwater or if the mermaids were like sexier and not like teenagers cuz i kind of just hate teenagers i guess that's fair i like that at one of the songs cuz like like she wants to get she wants to kiss the dude so bad and the dude kind of doesn't he's not feeling it and so like there's this weird like uh role reversal going on as far as like stereotypical gender roles where like they're trying to help her get in his pants instead of the other way around and that just like Struck me as really funny uh, for most of the movie. I like this. Uh, Sebastian is is a, a composer. I totally forgot about that. I didn't know that at all. And then he comes in and he's like, you know, doing diegetic music 
which I thought was really cool. This It's just such a well-crafted movie. And then the ending's a little dumb because it's like, what if uh, Ursula has a trident and is queen of the ocean for 10 minutes until we, you know, crash a boat into her? Um, which I think is an issue with a lot of these older Disney movies is they, they're really good until the last, like, 12 minutes. And then they're like, fuck, we're out of time and budget. What do we do? And then that's what they do. I think my favorite thing to come out of this is that one comic, Ariel Needs Legs. Have you seen that one? I don't think I've seen that one. I feel like I might have shown this to you, so this might look familiar. This is by Neil Kick. That's N-E-I-L-C-I-C. I'm not sure. Cicierica? Cicierica? Neil Cicierica. There we go. So have you seen this? <laughs> no, but I'm screaming through it really fast. And it's... No, no, go go up to the top. We should we'll do a read along. Okay, we can do a read along. Um, do you want to be Ariel? Yeah, I'll be Ursula. Okay, so I go so the first. Ursula, the... I need legs. No, this is Ariel needs legs. The story of a Little Mermaid who needs legs, and oh, she's okay. daydreaming about having legs. Okay, so. Ariel is looking at Ursula. She's got her, but he's got her blue eyes, and she's like, "Ursula, I need legs." Okay, but no voice. Deal. It's eight legs, right? She has a little thought bubble of an octopus. And then, and then, Ariel's like, "I, I, I." She's trying to count on her fingers, which are really poorly drawn. She's like, "I, I forget. I think eight. Eight. Yeah, eight. And then, and then the next <laughs> panel, she's got eight legs, and she's wearing like, uh." boxer briefs with uh, red polka dots and they have eight eight holes for all her eight legs and she goes ursula this doesn't seem sorry what she can't talk no more oh you can't talk anymore we're done here so leave and it's like later and and, (laughs) i love her drowning face (laughs) i know and then uh, she's on that she's on the beach and she sees the dude walking, and he's taking giant steps, and she he's toot tooting on his uh, flute, fluting. And she, Ariel's like, "Shit, it has two legs." Shit, 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 shit. And she's got a very sad, frowny face. And the next panel, she's she's wearing a pink dress that covers all her weird octopus legs. And she's go thinking this dress will work as her legs make a weird scutter, scutter, scutter noise. What the dink is that noise? Wow, you're pretty. That's a cool dress. I'm a prince. You sound like two horses. I like talking to you. And they're walking on the sunset. And the sun goes down. It's been like hours. And they say, however, Flareon is the only fully evolved fire-type Pokemon that cannot learn Solar Beam. I'm working on a medley of all 17 Pokemon theme songs. Do you want to hear Wait, it? Flare- okay. Flareon can't learn Solar Beam? Is that true? Yeah. That sucks. Fuck Flareon. And then Ariel's going, oh, fuck. Oh, I can't. Not fuck him. And then she rips her dress and her, her feet are all ripping, ripping and tapping. And she's like, well, hey, I need to go to my castle for a second. Bye. And he like he scurries off. And he runs in and he sees the butler guy. He's like, Grimsby, this, this is weird. What do I do? And the butler guy's like, you like this girl, right? Yeah, but Grimsby. She wants your hot prince body. Yeah, Grimsby, but. But what? The eight legs. Seven vaginas. Oh. Okay, thank you. Maybe more. Okay, thanks, Miss Bye. Lady, where did you go? 
Oh no, she gave up and returned to the sea. There's like <laughs> eight legs just floating on the beach there. And then Sebastian's like, Oh, Ariel, I guess you never had a leg to stand on. Sorry, taking a drink. And then Ariel smashes Sebastian into guts. The end. I liked my Grimsby voice, but I don't know if I could do that for a long period of time. No, that was a good Grimsby voice. I don't like my I, Prince voice, but I started it and it's like, well, I can't change it. This is true. <laughs> so did that improve your experience of watching Little Mermaid? No, but that was fun. <laughs> the emphasis on no. When when I get done with all the movies, I want to do a tier list of all the Disney movies, like the traditional 2D ones. Um, I don't know if I want to do that with you, or if I want to do that by myself and release it as a Warrior Chats. It kind of we'll, we'll see how we'll feel it out because there's a lot of movies to talk you know, about, and I have <clears throat> opinions about a lot of them, but I haven't as written much, any of them down. <coughs> as much as I would love to share that conversation, this <coughs> excuse me, got something in my throat. I, I think this has been a very personal experience for you. I think that'd be fun if you did a, a solo thing. It's on the... It, yeah, there's so many more to go yet, though. Cause we, uh, it, but a lot of the big ones coming up are like really heavy hitters, so I'm excited to get to like Aladdin and The Lion King and yeah. uh, Mulan and, and Beauty and the Beast and all that stuff. So, it, so we, we can rate the shitty live-action remakes. I haven't watched any of those. Because I like cringe. Okay, so speaking of live-action remakes... Um, did you see the trailer for The Little Mermaid? Uh, I want to say I saw the teaser, but I don't know if they, they put out a new one recently. Uh, you know, this might technically be the teaser. And I, I, I'm i a little confused because people seem really, like, up in arms about the casting. And it's like, you hear her sing, and she sings so well. And then it dawns on me, isn't she mute for most of the movie? Like... It almost doesn't yeah. matter if you got someone that can sing well. She has, like, one song, doesn't she? Pretty much. Does she have one or two? <clears throat> I think she only had the one. I know she sings part of your world. I don't think she sings during uh, Under the Sea. I think those are the only underwater no. songs. Yeah, yeah, then the rest is all up top. There's only there's actually <sighs> not that many songs in the movie. I, so it's like they they keep talking about how they, they cast her for her amazing voice. And I'm like, okay, are you going to add songs to the movie? I mean, it, I kind of hope they do. They, I, I'm open to that. It's just, it's weird how like they keep highlighting her voice and it's like, isn't the premise of the movie that she loses her voice? I don't, I don't know. I, I going back to my nitpick, I like underwater stuff. I know with the teaser trailer, they're not done with the effects, but it clearly looks like they're in air. Like, nothing about that feels underwater. Like, the effects aren't done yet. Oh, sure. And it's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to see this one. I hope it's good. If I hear it's bad, I won't watch it. If I hear it's good, I will wait till it's on Disney Plus, and then I will watch it. I mean, if it's on Disney Plus, I'll give it a try eventually. I, I'm not going to give a try to Pinocchio, but I'll try Little Mermaid. But I just, I can't get myself excited about it. I want to see the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. Man, that was so good. I like him as a director, though. So, like, he can they do weird shit and I'll go it watch too. it. Nice. Anyways, uh, conventions. Did we want to, did we want to design and run a convention? Um, <coughs> excuse me. Actually... 
Yeah, I think we could talk about that. So that was like a weird random drunk thought I had. It's an interesting drunk thought. So here's the thing is I've never been to a convention. I've heard about I, them that's and I've my watched first videos. <laughs> um so I don't know how I would design and run a thing I have no experience in. So this is kind of what I wanted to do. I want us to both think of like two guests that we would have that would have like tables and then two panels that we'd want to make sure are there. Okay. And then together we pick the music act to close the show out. So what's the theme of the convention? Because I thought that's where we would start. And I so, had my I, I was thinking my, like literally opinions are cheap, the convention. Okay. I thought we had to like run a convention and like we got to pick it and design it. Because my immediate thought to that was I want to do like a baking one and that way I'll get a ton of free dessert. That's actually very solid logic, and I don't mind that. Um, but if we want to do an opinions or cheap one, uh, that's a little more interesting because we're a mess, like collectively. Well, we are a mess. And the show so, is. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to start with our, our first table. I would want to invite like an indie comic. Okay. Because we cover a lot of comics. But I would yes. not at all like humor DC or Marvel stepping on our holy ground. Absolutely not. Who? So like uh, <laughs> when you say comic, you mean like uh, like comic book? Yeah, DC Marvel. Um, like a creator then, uh, a specific artist, specific writer. Does it matter? We want low yeah. tier or high tier. Um, you know who I would want is their name isn't here. SOS two. That's not a name. That doesn't help any. I would invite SOS2, who's the comic artist of The Little Trash Maid. Oh, okay. that That's a good idea. Because that's an indie comic, and I love mermaids. I love this comic. I would recommend it to everybody. And he's selling books and stickers now, so he even would have stuff to, to hawk wares-wise. I would want to invite Doug Wagner, who wrote um, Plastic which was a story about a serial killer who was married to a sex doll and the sex doll got stolen from him. And so he had to go commit some murders to get it back. And then he's currently working on another one called plush. That's about furries uh, who are cannibals. And there's uh, weird sex in that too. He writes extremely strange comic books. And I think I'm one of the handful of people that has ever said a nice thing about them because I had a cover quote on, on the plastic uh, trade paperback when that came got put out so he owes me <laughs> plus I, he seems really weird i would like to meet him so is that like one of our panels as we have where is that that's the table right we have these two comic book creators and they're selling their wares yeah and doug is going why did i why did i agree to this because technically i am better than this convention yeah the, these um this this convention would probably be the last one that we do, because we wouldn't have a lot of returning guests. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I want to say next is gonna be the uh, the first panel in the Cameron room, and I I want to hmm. I I would host a panel, and it would be about a terrible eBay find toys. 
I would go to that panel. Yeah, I I would have to do more research to like flesh this out better. But I think uh, like I <laughs> last year I went to the Star Wars convention, and my favorite panel was just the one I went to where he was like weird prototypes of stuff and like <clears throat> like the the least interesting Star Wars collectibles possible. And it was like it was such a weird theme, but then everyone in the room was so on the same page. It was kind of fun. And it's like, I would love to just do a dive into like, what are the most common action figures you find on eBay? Like why are, there's just so many Super Mario Brothers action figures or whatever. It'd be kind of so a dumpster I'm, dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny, like, because I figure like if you're going to host a panel, you'd want it to be like something you inherently know a lot about. And so you're saying oh, you'd have to do research. So is this just something you think would be fun to research and talk about? Or do you actually have a decent like foundation on this topic? With this one specifically, I would have to do fresh research. But I know enough about toys that I think the research would be fun and easy. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> How I about my- you? I don't know what my panel would be. I guess because I feel like I would have to host one. It's the opinions are cheap you know convention like we're 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 the draw of opinions are cheap i have now options can, but i would feel so self-conscious you, about talking you can host about anything. one but you can also invite a guest to host one with your blessing i mean part of me i would like to invite mega 64 just to see if they would show up <laughs> they do the best panels man i i gotta say um if you were to ever come out here, it would have to line up with a game days so you could like experience that. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like that's the coward's answer though. I'd have to I have to have my own panel. But I don't I get so self-conscious about the things I'm good at. Like people ask me, "Oh, how's writing going? How's editing going?" And it's like, "I don't want to actually talk about this because it makes me feel weird even though I have a lot to say." And so I'm just like, "It's fine." And then and then people are like, boy, that guy doesn't know how to hold a conversation. It's like, no, I do. I'm just, I have so many weird hangups. I don't know what to do in these awkward situations other than well, make them worse. You got the tools there. You are good at writing and you do know a lot about writing and you understand the art of writing, like the process. Yeah, I've been doing it for a so, while. Yeah. And you just put out a book. Yeah. And so you could use that knowledge, but you don't have to talk about yourself. Use that knowledge and share the worst book you've ever read and why it was bad. I guess I could do that. And Terry Goodkind's dead, so it's not like he can do anything about it. <laughs> I like that you had a name right away. That would be an interesting hour-long panel. It would spin off, too, because it'd be like, hey, guess what? Now we're going to talk about the tropes of fantasy because you all are here and I've locked the door. Uh, pretty much. I mean... <clears throat> Nothing's going to stop you from doing it. So, you know, talking about Mega64, um, Rocco is asked to host a panel every year at the Power Morphicon. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the he did one a couple years ago. I think it was actually before COVID. And what was great was uh, he was kind of doing a character. And not everybody knew that he's a comedian and he does these characters. So some people were genuinely confused and he was doing this conspiracy theory thing about how uh, there was like a, a, there's like a hidden Power Ranger series that they don't want you to know about. 
and it was like it was him talking about like some lost pilot or something that didn't really air and it was interesting but he was like rambling like they're trying to shut him down and this is also late in the day like it was the last uh, panel that day and no one told security how late the convention's supposed to be open so they closed oh, the floor no. Panels are still supposed to be open, but technically his is the only one still going. So there's all these empty rooms. So they just start shutting off the lights and escorting people out. So he, so security is walking him out, and he's shouting, They don't want you to know! They don't want you to know! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so, like, they all got pushed outside, and there's, like, there's no officials around to, like, explain what's happening. But then people are asking, like, well, Rocco, you can just tell us outside. So he just gave, like, a sermon on the Lost Power Rangers episode, like, standing outside, like, under a tree while everyone gathered and sat around him. Those guys are, like, the kings of yes and when it comes yes. to shit like that. It's so Super. it's so impressive. Because, like, he had to have been making all of that up on the spot at that point. You're just like, I guess I'm going to roll with this. And he just fucking does it. Yeah. And it gives you a story instead of just some awkward incident. <coughs> oh, boy. Did you hear about that last one they went to? Uh, no. Um, I think it was, like, TwitchCon. And they were asked to do a uh, a panel. And so they said, okay, sure. And they've done this so many times. And, <coughs> excuse me, man, I, I have not been coughing all day. And then all of a sudden, uh, they, 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 they uh, check in. And they ask, okay, what room are we in? And like, okay, you're in the gamer room. They, like, all right, whatever, <laughs> whatever that means. So they follow the signs. The gamer room is a giant auditorium oh, with like a, yeah. a cage stand in the middle, and it was for like live streamers to do competitive stuff. And they're not like set up or equipped for any of this. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And Derek's talking about how he's like behind the scenes, like he's having a panic attack. Because he doesn't know how to salvage this. And while he's having a panic attack and doesn't know what to do, he's bouncing in his feet saying, like, well, here we go. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. And it's like, you got to just make a decision to power through some of this. Yeah. That that being able to, like, just instinctively act on your feet and roll with the punches is something... You can't just like I, I mean there, I think there's a certain level of like character trait you know people that are very extroverted and uh, can kind of roll with that but it is something that you gotta train and I know they they I mean their whole career has basically been shit like that you know the videos they make and they were in um improv classes and stuff in high school like they they've been preparing for that level of disaster but for most people like I don't know what you because I remember I think. Whoever was with him left because he had to go poop and then, like, was gone yeah. for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing was, like, they were told, like, okay, yeah, your show is in the, or, like, you know, here's the setup period, um, but you're not on in, until, like, 30 minutes. So Garrett goes to the bathroom. And then two seconds after he's gone, they're like, okay, you can go on now. And they're like, oh, well, uh, Gar Garrett's not here. Uh... <laughs> What else do we got to do for our convention? Is there another? Is there another uh, a table or did? Because we have like yeah, we need a couple table. more tables. Okay, because we can't have only two. So I'm thinking for the next table, <clears throat> I want. Um, let's see, we got a comic book and we got what was the other one? I did a comic book guy too. I thought we were both. Yeah, doing we got, okay. That's people. right. We got a couple comics. 
So what if we mix it up? <laughs> I talked about toys. I think there should be someone that sells toys. I would love to have uh, Mega Blocks. Oh, that would be fun. Specifically because I prefer Lego, but let's be real. And frankly, they, they do pretty good panels, not panels, but like presentations at conventions. Uh, Mega Constructs is spelled with an X. <coughs> um, I like the idea of that. I'm kind of wondering, uh, this is probably more of a panel thing, but I, we, we talk about minis a lot. It would be kind of neat if there was like a table set up with like paint and brushes and just like some cheap 3d printed minis and you like you could come and pay money and like paint your own and, and like try out the hobby there i really like that that's a good idea you know what we could have like a vallejo uh paint company or somebody come by yeah yeah actually maybe be like sponsored by by one of them yeah if there was like uh you know it'd be cool that's the door prize is everybody gets like a 3d printed mini of like one of us and so everybody comes home with a little Cameron or Chad after you yeah, home painted it. Yeah, I like it. that. That'd be cute. And then we, we could have like social media engagement. Like, hey, tweet out a picture of your Cameron or Chad mini doing something weird or being lit on fire. And then we'll retweet it. And then, you know, you keep you keep the feed going, right? You got now people are like, man, where'd they get that fucking cool Cameron and Chad mini that they're lighting on fire? I want to go to this next year. Hashtag opinions are cheap con 2024. Yeah. Oh, man, this Game of Thrones thing's pretty rad. Yeah, there's the wall with the dead dragon on it. Yeah, th so Mega Constructs comes out, and they, they do nice displays. That would be cool to have. <coughs> yeah, and we actually have some things that would be, like, worth worth coming for this. I, I didn't think we were going to do that. I mean, it's not like they agreed to show up, but, yeah, hypothetically, this would be a good show. Yeah. How about uh, another panel? Um, are, are you going to go with the paint company for your second table? I think so. Yeah, that's a good call because you've been you've been getting pretty good into the paints too. Uh, for my second panel, I was gonna do like a bad movie watch along. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's super on brand for you. It is, but then I realized you know what would be more on brand. Um, Trash Mermaids. No. Uh, 18 plus only deep dive into the state of Second Life. Oh my god. I want front seat to that. <laughs> so, did I tell you about um, I logged on to Second Life like a couple weeks ago to just kind of like see the status of it? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm all ears now. Well, what, what did you find? So I, I type in a couple like, you know, cringy words and found the typical stuff. I was like, yeah, that stuff's still there, whatever. <coughs> There's like a a scat world where it's like a whole castle made out of porcelain for you to pee all over or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's somebody's thing. Um, I kept finding snuff worlds. There's a lot of like snuff themed worlds. And I, I had my fill of that. It's like, oh, you know what? I need something wholesome. I'm going to look for Star Trek. And I found a Star Trek place and they sell. Um, it's, it's like second life recreated sets. So you can get like the, the bridge set from different uh, Star Trek series and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, this is a little more normal. This is what I expect. Right next to that 
is a giant circus next to Star Trek store. The circus I decided to investigate purely themed around snuff again. Oh no. Like all the carnival games were like you can impale your avatar on this and people will throw balls at you. Or you can impale yourself on the the rotisserie thing where they're selling the popcorn. And like there's like a maze and like a Five Nights at Freddy robot will rip your character in half. And it's like, why is there so much of this stuff? I could honestly fill an hour with this. That seems weird. I I, I never really pictured um Second Life 2 to go hard into that. Typically, it's more of like the weirder, more obscure fur- furry stuff. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I think a lot of those people migrated to uh, Neo's VR. I feel like you could do... I mean, really, you'd have to log in and just start talking to some of these people. And be like, "Hey, where did this come from? How long has it been here? How how long? How many times you show up here? What's it like here? You know, you just start interviewing these people. I don't know if they would respond to you. I don't know what the Second Life culture you know, is like. You know, it's funny. So there was this one. There was like a snuff castle with people actually online there, and so I just I hit up a conversation, and it was very interesting because they were so friendly. Like <laughs> it was like so polite. And they're like, hey, so are you are you into this? I'm like, not so much. I'm just sort of like exploring. It's like, oh, okay, I get that. And it was like, just like very reasonable and nice. It was odd. <laughs> I want my snuff enjoyers to be reasonable and nice. That that, that makes sense. Um, how about your next panel? Um, that's a good question. Am, am I hosting this again? Um, you don't have to. I don't but have I, to. I think you should challenge yourself. Uh, what granted, would I want to you could also co host. Is there anybody you'd like to invite to uh, compliment your um, your take on popsicles oh, or something stupid? I could I could invite Emily and we could do a live episode of Warrior Chats and then she there could just go. talk to me about Warrior Cats while I drink in front of everyone and get belligerent. I I love the idea of just her talking for an hour while you drink and roll your eyes silently, and so everyone has that visual for the podcast. Yeah, I think that would be a good one. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Tell me about Firepaw in Chapter in Book Seven while I pour myself a stiff cocktail. I like the idea of there being uh like an open bar in that room. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> so we have quite the convention. Um, how do we send off everyone? What's the what's the music act? Um, What's our budget? <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, sky's the limit. We just got to pick the perfect band for our perfect convention. Honestly, it's but they have to be, be um, actually alive and performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the band that does the Sonic songs. Um, <laughs> rolling around at the speed of sound. Dude. Okay. Um, you know what? That's <laughs> I can't top that. That's gold. I was trying to think of stuff that would, you know, like, uh, part of me is like, okay, what bands could we afford? <laughs> what bands would I like to see? But then you're like, no, it's got to you know, cap out this. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's got to be uh, the shitty butt rock Sonic band. Who I would I would I, love to see, by the way. That would be amazing. I want to ask them to cover Sonic Underground. Yes. 
Okay, you know what? That's per- this is the best convention ever. Yeah, we, we got an 18 plus panel. We got an open bar. We got butt rock. I mean, what else? It's perfect. We maybe have Mega 64. <coughs> I kind of like the idea of having a table where I just sell prints of my cat. Like, I'll just take a bunch of pictures of them and you, like, you can buy like wallet sized photos of Ripley. <laughs> that would actually be pretty fun, too. Well, okay, this is like a dumb idea, but I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, this was, uh, I wasn't sure how this was going to go, and then it went well. Opinions are cheap, Con. It, we we got to be, we got to become big enough that this actually happens now. I don't want to do that. This sounds like a lot of work. I have to, yeah, like. Yeah, I'm tired. I, I have to do this kind of, well, I don't have to do this kind of shit, but I, you know, installs and coordination with contractors and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that in my off time. Well, how about we have a glad space and we go to bed? Okay. We can do that. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm trying to remember what I had prepared. Because I feel like I had um I had things that made me glad Oh Let me find the video real quick. It's uh what was it? The I watched a video on dishwashers and it was great. Um specifically it was about dishwasher detergent. Yeah, Technology Connections is the name of the channel. Uh, the video is detergent packs are kind of wishy-washy. And it's this guy explaining uh, how dishwashers work. And he did some tests with detergent packs. And he, like, unhooked his dishwasher and cut out a wall on it. And then put, like, a player, clear piece of plastic so you could see it run. And it's a half an hour long. And I don't know why this was the best thing ever, but I enjoyed... I enjoyed that video so much. He's got a 40-minute sequel on detergent. Um, and I watched that one. And uh, I, I now use my dishwasher slightly differently. It's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> it's a cool YouTube channel. He's got he's got a bunch of like videos on like how stuff works. Like he did one on lava lamps and he built his own lava lamp. And that was kind of fun. So, I, I, uh, Technology Connections, I believe, is what I said the name of the channel was. I just closed that tab. Uh, definitely recommend that. What about you, Cameron? What are you glad about this week? I'm trying to find it. So, um, did I talk about that Gilbert Gottfried um, service special? Oh! I don't know. We've definitely mentioned him before on the show, but that doesn't mean I know why. I think um I think this was maybe like during our break when we missed a couple weeks there. <clears throat> um for the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, they did a uh a special like tribute finale episode where they had a bunch of people come in and share stories. It was kind of just like, you know, a, a proper goodbye. Okay. And I, I don't know how much he knew about Gilbert, but he loved to sing. He loved musicals, and he loved songs. And uh, this was, um, there was a lot of sing-alongs <laughs> during this, uh, which I wasn't really expecting. Uh, but it was actually very nice. And I at the end, um, everybody sang along, and I'm sitting here on my computer singing too. Um, his favorite song was Rainbow Connection. And I teared up so bad (laughs) 
listening to a there's a recording of him singing it and it was just so nice that sounds like a nice nice uh glad space yeah I, i'm disappointed there's not like a clip here i could share with you um but it's always uh it's always nice to say goodbye that's my glad space yeah Um, I guess I should, I want to, I don't normally end this, this show with plugs, but I did just put out a book this week on amazon.com. Indeed you did. And, uh, if you want to read my writing, go to Amazon, type in the Grimoire Library. And if it does, oh, it does show up. Cool. Uh, by Chad Waller. That's me. It's eleven ninety nine for the paperback or two ninety nine for the digital. If you're on Kindle Unlimited, it is free. Um, it's a young adult horror horror book. It's probably not that young adult because there's a lot of swearing in it and existential dread. I wrote it as an adult. You're describing like my ten year old thoughts. I just I've read enough young adult fiction, and most of them, like, there's not a lot of swearing in the Hunger Games or Twilight or um, any of the other young adult books I've read and totally fucking forgot about. There's a, there's a certain level of like PG thirteen to the writing. I don't I don't do that like ever. So, um, that's fair. These characters curse a lot. Uh, there's forty instances of the word fuck. I I went and looked, but it, it was an interesting write because I had it. I finished it in like 2015. Sent it to some agents. Um, obviously didn't get traditionally published, but uh. People seem to like the first couple chapters, and so when I went back to rewrite it and, and fix it, I was like, oh, this will be easy. I'll just quick go through it and publish it. And then I ended up spending like four months totally rewriting a bunch of it because I fucking hated it. And uh, the, the beginning's way better. The ending's way better. The middle is better. Uh, the, the the first chunk of Act 3 is a little bit of a the sluggish. The, the pacing, I didn't quite wasn't able to fix that to my liking. But you know what? By the time you're that far in, you're going to finish it anyways, so... I think this is how you sell your stuff. You point out all the flaws. And then if you like that book, you could look at all my others because I have four on Amazon. That's two. And you can also click on the link there. I got a link in the show description. All right. For easy peasy access, squeezy. Also, for some reason, it says the paperback for Toyland is $3. And that doesn't make any sense because it should be like, Ten, so I'll have to check on that. But by the time, but you know, that takes a little bit to go through. So if you want to buy that one for cheap, go fucking feel free. I don't care. Oops. Well, now if I log in now, it says it's nine ninety nine. What the hell? Whatever. Anyways, that's my that's my plug. Um, and I can be done talking if we're done. That was fun. That was fun. I hope you have a good night. I'm gonna I'm gonna dream about opinions or cheap con and the Little Mermaid. Good night, everybody. Hi everybody.